You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. We're recording on October 25th for release on October 26th, and this is episode number 28. Uh, got a bit to talk about tonight. Lots going on on the PTR, so we're going to talk a lot about that and lots of changes to both characters and uh, competitive mode. Uh, there was a post in the Blizzard forums talking about matchmaking and SR changes uh, with Scott Mercer, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. He shed some light on that process. We're going to talk about console players feeling ignored a bit by Blizzard, and we're also going to talk about the problem with hybrid maps. Before we get into that, though, Mike, how you been doing? Ah, I'm doing all right. I'm still alive for now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we'll see after this weekend if I'm still alive after that, but, you know. What happens this weekend? I mean, I know what happens this weekend. Now you have to tell the audience now what I have to tell the audience. Yeah, I'm getting basically, like, there. I'm having surgery done to basically be able to breathe out of my nose, because apparently the passageways are too small. So, I might not have, no like, mouth breathing in the mic anymore. Won't that be great? For well, you, Mr. Editor. Yes, yeah, like, I, I, I will <laughs> notice. Because <laughs> luckily you clean all that up. <laughs> yeah. You won't so mind I have to clean up my mess as much as you, as you normally are able to. So all this <laughs> is for you. I'm suffering for you. Well, thanks. I'm, I, and I'll make sure to write your doctor some type of note. Like, hey, thanks, Doc. I appreciate that job from editing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe insurance will cover it more than as well does the does the church of jaw have like any kind of medical benefits uh no oh well <laughs> we're not right. that type of church oh <laughs> kind of lame church anyways moving on uh, the lame church we're the awesome church i thought we covered this last week we do but i have to bring it into question like every time just because yeah, no you wouldn't be mikey without it and <laughs> <laughs> Our other partner in crime, Bond, is not here, obviously. Uh, we are recording too late. We missed his timetable, so he was not able to join us this week. But I'm sure he will join us next week uh, for the podcast. And maybe something else we're going to talk about at the end of the show. Um, before we get started with our topics, I just wanted to give a shout-out to everybody uh, who's been you know, reaching out on Twitter and uh and other uh i guess other means of social media to want to hook up and play um if we didn't get a chance to play over the last weekend because i mean last week i actually ended up getting a lot of requests um from you guys and if we didn't end up getting a chance to play i am really sorry about that i'm not trying to diss anybody i do want to play with you guys uh because i am positive it is better than playing quick play 
on any platform at this point. Uh, me and Mike actually ended up playing Quick Play on, what was that, Sunday? We played console, I think, on Sunday after we did yeah. pre-show. Yeah, like it was like we played Quick Play on PS4 and it was just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was really rough, so I can only imagine uh, if you guys are playing solo what it's like. Um, definitely want to get together with those of you who've reached out and we've traded like uh, gamer tags or PSN names or uh, battle tags. I haven't forgot about you. What we're going to be doing as a group is uh, I talked to Bond, I talked to Mikey. We're going to be setting up uh, community play days. So it, it may, basically, it's just going to be a schedule we're going to set up so that you guys know what platforms we're going to be playing on. Yeah. And that way, you know, if you're free that night or that day, great. If not, you know, you can catch us on the next one. But uh, we're going to try to put a calendar together to see, you know, if we if we can make it easier for us to uh, hook up with you guys. Right. And play during the weekend, the weekends. And I guess we'll, we'll you know, we'll right. go from there. Well, we'll ch- I'll actually dedicate time to console for once yeah yeah i think like this is like <laughs> this will make me even... this yeah this will make me actually play console more if i get to play it with like the community and stuff like that because i i will i will i will easily do that if there's people to play with it's just like all my everyone i'm i play with just tends to be on pc so that's just oh except me he doesn't except play with myself yeah he doesn't you know. <laughs> typically my groups are full <laughs> yeah mike never invites ja six man one man. What are you gonna pick? Hey, <laughs> where where's our where's our magic number three? I told you three or six. Three or six. <laughs> well, having me is like having two people. So oh, okay. Very flexible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll um, you know, I'll, I'll get a I'll get a calendar up soon, and I will uh, pass out ways to to access the calendar. Uh, very soon. If you guys have any suggestions on how you want to, I guess, organize, I'm 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 up for suggestions as well. Um, we do have the Mash um, Discord, but I don't know how many of you guys use Discord. A lot of our a, a big chunk of the the Watchpoint community, uh, Watchpoint Radio community, is on console. So I guess it'll be if you guys can let me know if you if you use Discord or not. That would be really helpful because if you guys are on Discord, if you use the app. I could just get you into the MASH Discord and, you know, when people are around, you know, you can flash a message and, you know, see who's playing and on top of having a schedule and stuff like that. We're going to figure it out. We're, we're going to play together, guys. We are definitely going to play together. Yeah. Job promises. It, we'll, make it, we'll make it happen some form or fashion. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, I did not forget any of you guys and I want to play with everybody who, because I don't just go around giving out my information, like my gamer tag and my battle tag and shit like that. I don't, not not everybody gets that, guys. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all right, let's go ahead and let's hop into our top story, which is the PTR report. PTR report. Okay, so Blizzard is like on a trolling spree, right? Because <laughs> Blizzard is more than on a trolling spree; it's a piss off everybody spree. <laughs> The PTR updates, but I didn't find this out by looking at myself or by seeing, like, you know, some forum post. Mikey sends me the message. He's like, hey, PTR's updating. It's like two gig update. I'm like, uh, well, I'll check it out. I'm going to need you to calm down, sir. Someone calm was down. on, what? 
Don't get mad because I was on point that day. Don't even. <laughs> I was on point today as well. We'll talk yes, about that we later. <laughs> yes, we will talk about that later. But yeah, Michael's on point. He was on top of things. Okay. And uh, he put it out, you know, and, and <laughs> you know, I think Bond was kind of like, oh my God, the PTRs updating. Here comes Sombra. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. Ja's still right here. And guess what? Ja was still right. No Sombra. No, no, no Sombra, Sombra yet. I told you she's still chilling in New Mexico. She's on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, what we did get was a big surprise to me. Ton of balance updates to the PTR. And a lot of these are experimental. And I, I'm really hoping a lot of them don't come across. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I, After- <laughs> I'm with you. I am with you 100%. After playing the PTR, because you read the changes, you're like, mm, that's cool. Okay, that sounds all right. Mm, I don't know about that one. Then you play the PTR, you're like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, I, th- and I will say this before we get started. It's a little hard to gauge exactly how good these changes are. One reason is because they took away, well, at least for this rendition of the PTR, which looks like it's going to be up for like the next almost month to be honest with you uh or or at least well actually no we're gonna get into that let me hold on to that for a minute but uh the ptr uh they took away quick play now there's only competitive the problem and i made a forum post about it and some people agree with me some people disagree with me the problem with that is a lot of the people who would just hop in grab a character and fuck around they're playing in competitive now so one, they may grab the character that you actually want to test out. Two, they may grab that character and bullshit with that character. Just check it out. Don't know what to do. Uh, three, they may grab another character that has a key role and fuck around with that character. So you really can't truly get a gauge of how this character plays in competitive because it just doesn't work. Like for example, I was um, I was trying. Who was I playing? I we played a I lot was- of people that night. I did, yeah. I did. I was trying to play... I think it was Soldier on a map. Mm-hmm. And the Reinhardt on our team refused to put up a shield. He was just jumping up and down and running into danger and getting killed. He was, a, he was a... I don't even know why he was doing that. Like, why are you here? Why don't you... Like, why don't you just go into a regular game and play and fuck around? If that's the case. But no, he went to the PTR and did this. But he was doing that. You have people just doing, you know, stupid shit because they can and, and they're trolling. You have, you know, you, at least with, before the PTR, Quick Play used to, used to segment the community. Those who wanted to play competitive and test out the changes competitively and those who just wanted to fuck around and see what it was about. And that's gone right now. And yep. that's a huge problem. That's, and it makes it very difficult to actually gauge how well these changes are, are you know, gonna, are, you know how, how they're going to affect the game. Because right now there's certain people, like, we're going to get to Soldier, but Soldier just seems OP right now with these changes. But that may not actually be the case if, you play, if, it, if it's actually played competitively and correctly. But let's just go ahead and get into the changes. First of all, across the board changes. Damage to non-players will no longer give alt charge. So that's things like Torb's turret, Symmetra turrets, uh, Symmetra's um, teleporter, Junkrat's trap. When you shot that stuff and destroyed that stuff, you used to get alt charge. Not anymore. 
No, yeah, they took it away. It's gone. It's gone. All right. So uh, after that, they also increased everybody's alt charge by 25%. All heroes across the board, alt charge increased by 25%. I really hope this was a response to how boring the OW Open was. Oh, you mean like how people were just sitting around and waiting for ult sometimes? Yes. And then it was just like, okay, guys, we have all our ults. Now let's do something. Because that's, that's basically what it was. Like, it was just like everybody waits for their ults, you know? And then the thing, the, the part of the problem is once you saw a team start to move in, you knew that they had their ults. Yep. You knew what yeah. they were going to do. You knew that the, the Anna was either going to charge the Reinhardt or the Reaper. And if you didn't see the Reaper, it's probably the Reaper because the Reaper is trying to position himself behind you, you know. And I think I, I really hope this was a, this is an answer to that because, you know, now even if they continue to play that way, you're, they're going to waste way more time doing so. It's just not going to be that effective. So hopefully now we'll see more more strategy based around getting picks. Maybe we'll see people, uh, you know, trying to use flanking characters to take out healers more often. Or take out, you know, um, uh, important characters more uh, effectively. Then they get a pick and they move in. You know, kind of how we do when we play competitive. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's why competitive's fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. Like, sure, we don't play like pros, but we have fun while we're doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, ultimate charge increase uh, by 25% for all heroes. And I felt that. I yeah. totally felt that. Ults were up way more often. Way Before. more. Yeah. Like, as Soldier, it was nothing for me to, you know, shoot a bunch of people, get my ult, you know, hacks her vision, that's finished, shoot some more people, get my ult again. Dude, Mercy Res was always up. I don't, I don't, I don't know how that's gonna go. Like, Mercy Res was literally, like, up all the time for me when I was playing Mercy. Yeah, that's because you're a good Mercy. Well, my win-loss ratio says otherwise, but, like... Well, that's because people don't know how to defend Mercy. Don't worry, I got your back, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, though, like, <laughs> I, I feel like support ults are... I w- they have to be up as often as the offensive ult are to counter them, because that's what they're supposed to do. But at the same time, it's going to be... It's going to be weird. Like, people are going to... S- I don't know I don't know if people are going to sit on Mercy reses as much as they used to. They might even just pop it on one person, because, like... It didn't feel like that much of a punishment just to res one person. Right. Well, that's you know the what thing. I mean? Yeah, I, and I know what you mean. People used to do it all the time. And, like, that's why I didn't play Mercy. Because like, I, I think if you weren't a very experienced Mercy, you would hold on to your Mercy alt charge for longer because you just weren't sure how, how fast you can get it. But the more you played Mercy, the more you, you know, the more comfortable you came with, oh, one person, I'll get this back in no time. Bow. Done. Yeah, you know? it also, like, just depends on the situation. Like, if y'all are, like, doing the dance where it's, like, trying to find a way to get in and taking damage as it's happening and whatnot like that, but no one's really going in, you can kind of, like, oh, that person just died to Widowmaker randomly. Rez, okay, heal all this damage. Oh, Rez is back up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, no, Some I, I random stuff like that. It's all situational, but, like, having... Having that res up more often and having Lucia ult more often and transcendence and all that and nano boost, like man, I don't know. I, I I'm curious to see how this is gonna go. I, I like it because this is gonna force players to 
play smarter and not just oh I got my mate oh let me just throw it out there and freeze whoever you know we we you know I want to freeze you know so yeah I I really like it I I thumbs up to Blizzard for that keep yeah. that no matter what keep it I don't give a fuck keep it <laughs> all right let's talk about the individual changes though diva remember like i think was it last week we talked about diva being f tier yeah oh not anymore she, she wasn't <laughs> f tier to begin with she wasn't f tier to begin with i'm talking about per the community oh, I, standard. I know i'm very well aware but i've been wrecking people as diva in live and i'm yes. like i've been literally been like i've been trying to be like why is no one picking diva like, because she's <laughs> she's quote unquote f tier so well, stupid. now even uh, by community standards, she will not be F tier. Her mech, her health, the, the health of her mech was increased to 200. It was 100 before. So she had 400 armor, 100 health. Now she has 200 health, 400 armor. She has 600 total health. And 400 of that is armor. All right. First of all, that's going to, I think, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a much bigger problem for Reaper now. Because at least with Reaper, before, if you got through her five, her four hundred armor, you only had to shoot like one or two more times if you were up close to her. Yeah, and, and she would come out of mech at, at that point. I think this is going to be a bigger problem for Reaper. On top of that, her movement speed was increased by twenty five percent while she shoots. Dude, it's like. It's like her movement speed between shooting and non-shooting is negligible now. Yeah, like it's not that big of a punishment anymore. Like it's, it's still slower, but it's not. Uh, this is so slow. I can now, like, if a Symmetra tries to run around me and burn me, I can follow her. Yes. Like you can follow a Symmetra running around you trying to burn you now a lot easier. Absolutely. Like, like yeah, yeah, it's awful. Yeah, well, that's, for, that's, for the Symmetra, it's awful. Yeah, and guess you play Symmetra a lot. You me. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, and also they also decreased her call mech by twenty percent. So once you're out of mech, you get it back faster now. Which, uh, j- just to be clear, Diva didn't need any of these changes, in my opinion. I know uh, not that long ago. Like close to like I think like ten episodes ago, so I guess technically that's ten weeks ago. Uh, we were complaining a little bit that Diva needed to be uh, nerfed a bit more when they made her change the change with Defense Matrix, so that it, it burns down. It's instead of it being an ability, now it you know it burns down time. Yeah. But but you know they made a slight tweak to it so that it doesn't restore immediately when you let it go. Like I think it waits like for one second and it starts to go back. After they added that and I started playing D.Va a bit more, I felt that D.Va was really, really balanced. You had to be smart with the way that you use your defense matrix. Uh, you, um, had, you, know, you have 500 health, but you had, you, know, you had to be smart with it. Like, you couldn't just rush into a battle and be surrounded by people and get you know, fucking owned. I mean, you couldn't do that. And even her call mech, like, it, never, it never took me long to get my mech back. Not I mean, if you, you were smart. Exactly. Like you could literally jump, you eject out of your mech shooting at somebody, mm-hmm. you know? So most of the time, if I was playing Diva and I was firing on somebody and they hit me 
and maybe get out of my mech. If that person was at like half health or lower, they'd still die to me because of how powerful Diva's gun is, how fast she is now, you know, how agile she is. And it takes no time to get the mech back. I don't think she needed any changes at all. But they're doing this as, as a response to, uh, I guess, people not for her having a low pick rate. Yeah, that's pretty much like the only thing I could think of. But I'm like, this is a little much. It is. It's too much. Like you don't need that. Like, it. She has a low pick rate, at least on PC, or even on console to a degree, because there are con- a lot of console players who follow the PC meta. But she she has a low pick rate because people don't see pros playing her and they're like, oh, well, she's F tier, so she can't be good. But then that's why when I play a competitive match, a junk rat is fucking destroying everybody and nobody's doing anything about it. And then every time I say, we need a diva, we need a diva, we need a diva to deal with the junk rat, we need a diva and nobody listens, we end up losing the match or I end up switching the diva and boom, lo and behold, the junk rat gets t- taken care of. But whatever role I take now is empty. It's what I do with like every, what's also what we actually get a Widowmaker fighting against a Widowmaker that actually knows what they're doing. Yeah. I go pick Diva and I just go end their day. Oh, yeah. Well, last night on the PTR, lots of Widowmakers, by the way, on the PTR. And I'm going to talk about <laughs> her a little bit. But we had one Widowmaker that was, oh, my God. Like, I, I don't have any definitive proof, but I think that Widowmaker was cheating. Like, the way that that Widowmaker would snap to my body when I would watch her kill cam. You know, I, humans really don't snap like that normally. So, uh, but you know, like I said, I'm not going to call it any names because I don't have any definitive proof. Just what I think. Anyway, uh, we had a widowmaker that was just straight up destroying our team on the PTR, and nobody was doing anything about it until we went until I went diva. Or yeah, I think I went diva, and then she couldn't do anything, and then that's when she started saying diva's overpowered. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm when like I start, when girl, I start killing her with Diva. Yeah, I'm just like yeah, instant headshot death versus girl that eats it away. Sure, I mean whatever. I, I widow can go cry me a river. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> when you can do a double body shot and kill like that quickly, as I was seeing last night, I don't. I don't have sympathy. Yeah, we're gonna get into widow a little bit later. Um, but yeah, Diva didn't need changes. And I think that she only got changes as a response to her having a low pick rate. Now, next to Soldier 76, and I believe this is the same case. There was no reason to change Soldier. He was a great all-around character on all platforms. If you knew how to play, if you know how to aim, if you could get headshots, you could kill players very easily. And yep. now with the changes they made, it's even easier, man. It's crazy. I was yeah. melting people. Melting people with road roadhogs beware he will rate he will just melt you like I I was seeing roadhogs just get disintegrated by soldiers oh yeah yeah it was it was bad like like I for example I had a McCree stun me do the first and, and do the first like uh um what is this move called why do I always forget the name of that move fan the hammer fan the hammer yeah sorry. I was almost dead. I was unstunned at that point. Just tore him apart before he can finish the second fan hammer. Okay. Now they tried. So his damage has been increased from 17 to 20, which doesn't sound that much, but apparently it is, especially when it's a headshot. 
Then they try. I guess they try to level that out by by increasing his maximum spread from two point two to two point four. So I I think this is another effort on their part to stop people from spraying with soldier because a soldier you can at a certain distance you can actually spray and be effective. And they want people to stop it. They want people to burst fire a soldier. But even though, yes, it does affect it a little bit, not nearly enough. Not nearly enough. They really shouldn't have touched them. Especially not the damage. If they touch, they could actually get rid of the damage increase and can and keep that maximum spread. If they wanted to, if they want to stop people from spraying. Because I usually don't let my spread get up that high anyway. Yeah. Unless I'm spraying, and I actually, I've seen people spray from farther away. I don't even spray from that far away. Like, you gotta be, like, me five, between five, like, under ten meters away from me, I would say, for me to spray at you. Mm. And I've seen people successfully spray farther. This is true. Yes. But, um, I, I, I think something needed to happen to Soldier just to make him more on a level playing field with the others. Don't get me wrong, he was good at overall average, but he didn't, I mean, I don't know. They had, I, I feel like something needed to be done, but I just don't know what. I don't think anything, like, I was very effective as Soldier, personally. And actually, it's funny because a lot of I pick soldier when I need to project damage, right? Like project damage uh, at a distance. But I actually prefer McCree when I need to take out a Farah. I used to prefer soldier to take out a Farah. Now, I, now I'm I'm a McCree man for Farah. Like two, three shots, she's gone. You know. So, but I I, I think I think soldier had his usage uses more, you know, and it was more than just taking out Farah. I mean, I've I've even had you know gunfights with widows. Like you don't necessarily have to kill a widow; you just got to get her to stop shooting from that location. Mm. No, yeah, Remember, I got Over- you. Overwatch isn't about kills, folks. It's about objectives. And if you can complete your objective without killing somebody, that's still a win. That is yep. still a win. They still have to hold that L. Yep, they can. They, they you know the L has more salt on it when they live when they're alive. There's more salt on the that, Yeah, because that just means they failed to do anything, and they, they, you weren't even worth weren't the time even, of killing. Exactly. You weren't, you weren't they, worth the time to deal with. They weren't even enough of a threat for me to kill them. So take that salty L. Okay? Uh, moving on. Let's talk about Anna. She has a change that you're not going to feel as Anna. You're going to feel it as whoever's nano-boosted. The speed boost is gone from nano from Anna's nano boost. Fair. Um, I guess so. I I really, I really can't say anything bad about it besides the fact that we have learned how to deal with Anna's nano boost. Yeah, I they might give it back to her once they've once because I think they did this too early like i think they were like okay people just aren't figuring out how to deal with it so people are just raging and getting frustrated so let's tweak it a little bit but, this but now that early. but now but now that people are slowly figuring out i think they might end up reverting this i'm sorry it's not early because this is like almost four months of anna we figured this out in the first month of anna i mean i'm not Mm, I mean, maybe it's not early. I don't know. I I don't hate the change, and I play a lot of Anna, 
but I don't. I see why they did it. Yeah, because it feels like you just can't ever escape it, well, even if unless you're unless you're May. Like well, May, that's, that's the thing. You're not supposed. To, it's one of those things that you find you. This is this is how you're supposed to play these games, folks. You're supposed to. They, they give you the mechanics. They balance the mechanics to a degree. Uh, well, actually, they balance the mechanics the best they can, and then you're supposed to figure your way around it. You know, you can't. And not that I'm saying you're yelling out nerf when things like this happen, Mike. But a lot of people do. They just yell out nerf, 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 nerf. When in reality, to deal with Anna's nano boost, the be- when you see somebody has an Anna and they use a nano boost, then one of your best, uh, your best picks would be to get a May after that. Because no matter who Anna's nano boosting, your best, you, you want to slow that person down. You want to CC that person. You know. That's. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm not disagreeing with you. But like, normally there's multiple answers to the problem. And I think, like, the only true answer here that's up most of the time is May. Isn't, isn't, didn't, we said, we, we, you can check the episode, a previous, like, it was, like, two episodes ago? I don't, well, well, what what are you going to say? Well, like, we've, we've gone, we've gone over this topic and we've listed out how to deal with Nana Boost. Oh, yeah. Like, it's basically, you gotta, you gotta. CC. Like, Zarya. Yeah. yeah. So, but the problem is your ult isn't always up all the time. Like, the time the Nana Boost goes off. That is true. But, I mean. So, like, that, that meant you had to have a May. A May, a Reinhardt, or an Anna. Uh, an, okay, May or Anna. Why Reinhardt? Reinhardt, well, that's wait, it was his, his ultimate. Yeah, his ultimate. Okay, yeah. so I'm I'm waving ultimates away for a second and just okay, saying that's fine. Your I'll ult's give you not that. up. Your your ult's not up all the time. So then you've got Anna against Anna, so you can sleep dart them and pray to God none of your team hits them, or you can do May, which is I think May is the safest bet. Agree or disagree? May is the safest bet. Next to like, well, we we don't know. Um, with Zenyatta, we don't know how much healing he does. We know that a, a, an, a, an altered Reinhardt cannot out-damage a Zenyatta heal. We do know that. Okay. You know, because that's, that's basically, you know, I've, I was playing Zenyatta a lot. That was my counter to the Ana ult, was Zenyatta. Transcendence. Whenever. Transcendence, yeah. and I just protect the team. Right, but that's an ult again. That's an ult again, you're right. You're 100% right. So I'll I'll agree with you. There's a lot of ways to stop it if ults are up. No no doubt about that. I'll give you that 100%. Ult for ult, you can stop a nano boost. No ult, to me, there's only like one answer. Well, two answers. One really good answer, and second answer is, God, your team better be fucking paying attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Yeah. So that's, that's the, as a community, I think we really figured out how to deal with the Ana ult. If your team could not deal with the Ana ult... That's because either you or your team were stubborn. Probably collectively. <laughs> I'm going to go with a collective probably, yeah. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, that's um, the I mean, I'll admit it. There's been times where like, fuck you, I ain't switching. <laughs> you, well, know, yeah. like, <laughs> you can only take so much salt in a day before you're just like, I'm over this. I can't. I just yeah. can't. Like, I've sw- yeah, I've definitely had those days like, fuck you, I've switched enough. I have switched enough. <laughs> and those people you're playing with, they don't know. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like you know you don't know what type of day they had they don't know what type of day you had and it, it just ends up being bad for everybody but yeah as a community we have figured out how to deal with the Anna Nano boost 
now that this the the Anna Nano Boost has been nerfed, it's less viable on like for example, if a Reinhardt gets it, you just need to move out of his way. <laughs> you, yeah. you know? Yeah, he can't chase you down as much. He can't chase you down. Uh Roadhog hit like he like he can't necessarily uh he can't move what? around as fast while he's doing his alt. So what this does is now it forces Anna's to pick better situations than just like, I have nano boost. We're having a hard time getting through. Let me just pop this on somebody just because it's up. And now we're through. That's basically what this kind of t- told me is like, I have to be more careful about when I pick to nano boost. Yeah. Like and now Diva, even with her movement increase, now she's very, very you know, I'll not viable at all for Anna boost. Really? I don't think so. Because the, the reason well, she, she wasn't was, viable before anyway. Well, she was she barely viable before, it. but she also moved really fast. So she could keep up with people and pepper them and kill them. Now she's not really going to be able to keep up with people to pepper them effectively. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I I can see that, but but also now she can shoot and move faster while shooting. Yes, but and not as fast. And okay, that's okay. true. It's not she can't move. She can't walk as fast, but she still has her. Uh, I mean that dash up is on a low cooldown. It's like what four seconds? Like Three four seconds. Five, it's like five seconds, I think. Oh, okay, something like that. Yeah, I. I could still see boosting a diva if you really have to, but like I'll agree with you, she's not the most optimal pick. Yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna be like, oh man, I've got my nana boost. There's only a diva. Let me, you know. Oh wait, but there's a soldier going off right now. Let me diva. I'd probably get to the soldier instead. Honestly. Right. But yeah. It just you just got to be smarter now. Like as a nana, as a as a nana, yeah. as an Anna. <laughs> You just have to be smarter with your nano boost. And I'm okay with that. It was kind of brainless. Like nano boost was really kind of like a brainless tool. Yeah. I have to, it up. Yeah. Let's shoot it on somebody. And now we're done. Now you have to actually think about when you're going to nano boost. Now I actually think about it. A lot of the tanks are really not as viable. Uh, Cause remember what happened yesterday when you gave me uh nano boost and mm-hmm. I went out to try to kill people. I got fucking destroyed. Like, I got destroyed just from regular fire. Yeah. You know? Now, and I was like, you know, what's, you know what's, what's really nice about this now is it's a really good lifesaver tool for, like, a soldier or a McCree or a Pharah. Or now there's... Because it reduces damage still, but now you can kind of... You, you don't just have to want to hold it all the time. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I still would... That's the thing. Like, if... I wouldn't waste it on a soldier or a DPS unless they were clear. Like, if they're being shot at, I would not use it as a lifesaver tool. Even though, yes, it does reduce damage, but it doesn't reduce it enough to the point where when it goes off and people see this person, unless right. nobody's paying attention, like, they're going to get wrecked. I, well, folks, folks, I got wrecked yesterday when he yeah, put that shit you, on me. You, you did. Well, I, I more <laughs> meant, like, not when a whole team's focusing on one target. I mean, like two. Okay, yeah, that, I that should be fine. I, yeah. I mean, like a or a duel to like I'm going to make this in this person's advantage or whatever because there might be that annoying guy on the enemy team that's just wrecking y'all and you just want to take care of them. Yeah, that's so. fine. I, I agree with that still. All right, so I mean, we'll, like I okay. said, you just have to be more tactical. Yes, yes, I agree. 
All right, so moving on to May, her blizzard cost was increased by 15%. It has not, it has not been made clear if this stacks on top of the 25% everybody else is getting. I think it does. I think it stacks. So I think she had a 40% increase for blizzard cost. Yeah, I, I didn't notice it. Like honestly, they with the char even with the fifteen percent increase, I was like with the charge rate being so high, like I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know what? And there was rumors that with this nerf, that she was getting a buff to uh, I guess more quickly deploy her alt. I didn't see that. I didn't that. notice that. I at did all. not see that. I did not notice that. I don't know where these people are getting their information from. Even Master Overwatch said something about it, right? Yeah, I think they did. I I don't. I didn't notice it if it's there. Let's yeah. put it that way. I I and I mean that might have been just because I was like throwing it straight to the ground because like people were trying Diva out and I didn't want my robot getting eaten because a lot of people have been doing that lately. Yeah. Is trying to eat that ultimate a lot. Um, well, I did eat it yesterday. That's what she threw it out, and she was making them making the sound she normally makes. And I just like I I I uh, rushed to it and I scooped it up. Yeah, I mean you can that you can do that. Like I mean that's a tactic that Diva has. If people would just use Diva, WPR but... pro tips. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Diva eats ultimates. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I definitely ate one of those with Diva yesterday. You won't see that on, you know, Overwatch play Open because <laughs> they don't play Diva. But um, yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah, I, I did not notice a speed increase on the deployment. So I don't know if that's coming down the pipe or whatever. Uh, moving on to Lucio, his amp it up has been nerfed, like for healing. The healing amp it up has been nerfed by ten percent. He gives ten percent. Uh, I guess less health per second. I mean, didn't they nerf that I, before? Like, I, I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't notice it. But oh, they nerfed that back in beta. That's right. Yeah, they, like, they he, nerfed it in beta. They nerfed it in beta. I'm like, really? I don't think that. I don't really think that's a problem. It feels. It, this is once again. It looks like they're looking at these stats and these 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 pick rates and these pro games and these competitive games. Or I should say. The, it's like this. The competitive matchmaking, the competitive picks, or, or the picks in game are reflecting the pro picks, right? And everybody's picking Lucio. I mean, I have... When I play competitive games and there's not a Lucio on the team, someone is guaranteed to be like, oh, we need a Lucio. We gotta have a Lucio. Gotta have a Lucio, you know? And... I think they're seeing him picked a lot, so they're trying to make him less of a pick. And that's not how they should be balancing their characters. Just because characters get picked a lot doesn't mean that they need to have a change made to them. I I mean, I agree. I don't know what's so... Honestly, I'd never have understood. Like, I get why Lucio's so good, but I don't feel as effective. And that might just be because I don't play Lucio quite right. I don't know. The only time I feel like I'm effective on Lucio is on King of the Hill. Well, I, f I think it's because when you play support, you are taking more of a support role. Like, you're actually, you're very vigilant and looking at people's healths and keeping them alive and looking at when the res and use certain abilities. 
when I play Lucio, I yes, I am trying to keep people alive, and if I see somebody's health draining, I will amp it up. But at the same time, I'm looking for people to kill, too. Especially on Lee Jang Tower. Let me hear somebody coming up the side of Night Market. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, in King of the Hill, I feel that way. But if I took him to King's Row, or, you know, Temple of Anubis, like, I just... I don't know. I just don't feel as effective, but maybe he is, and I just don't well, realize it. That's the thing. He's effective if you want to use him partially for damage, because that's the thing. Like if they, if if they, like he's a, a great go between. He's like a Zenyatta for me to a degree. He's a great go between if your team's getting heals, but they're just not they're just not putting out just enough damage. You know, they need just just a little bit more damage because he still hits not super hard, but pretty pretty good. You know, he's not like a yeah. Zenyatta where, you know, he Zenyatta's out there throwing, you know, just throwing, death knocking, balls. knocking heads. Yeah, death balls, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah, he's, de- he's, he's definitely effective in that aspect. So that's why I think he gets used a lot because a lot of people like me, the shooter players like me, one, I'm keeping myself alive. I'm helping keeping my teammates alive. But at the same time, I'm also putting out damage. And that's where he comes in handy. So. No, I, I I can see that, especially because like you just throw if you shoot and ju- I I tend to like just put shit in space when I play Lucio. Like I just throw my bullet, whatever the sound bullet things are, oh. and I just like let people walk into them because I put them in areas where like people just want to be. Oh uh, right. So you instead, you, yeah, yeah. So that's and then I'm always and then like you said, I'm always watching people's bars, right? And shit. Like no, no, not me. Like I, sometimes I've been like, "Oops, <laughs> like he died." Whoops, I should have amped it up. <laughs> That's okay. I'll tell you a story. I'll avenge you. Yeah. Yeah. Some so, people you can't save though. Yeah, that's true. Can't save them all. Now another victim of the pick rate is Zarya here. Both both of her barriers, the projected barrier and the projectile barrier or particle barrier. 20% nerf on power gain. And I Why? really felt that yesterday. So I'm fighting a Bastion, and in the middle of the fight, Bastion, he transforms into his ult. So what do I do? Bam, I put my barrier up, take the shot, direct hit. I think I got like 25. Like, you know, maybe? What? Yeah, like it, it was That's not all? a lot. I thought like, you'd at least gotten 30. No. No, I oh you know, it was bad. I was like, wow. And so, of course, in course, like you know, I'm trying to kill him. But we, now he has all that armor, and I don't have that much power. He just fucking wrecks me. Like after that, you know, this is there was no reason to touch Zarya. And I, you know, people, you might be listening to this and saying, "Oh, you guys are bitching about changes that are on the PTR. They're not even, uh, you know, they're not even official, right, dude." The cha- they, they've done this before. They're like, oh, well, we're just testing changes. The first victim was Zenyatta, <laughs> in my opinion, where, uh, you know, they're like, oh, we just want to see how it feels so that he, you know, his orbs only last three seconds, right? We just want to see how that feels. It was a huge nerf for him. They never gave any reason besides want to see how it feels. And then, boom, it went live. And what happened to Zenyatta, like the first month or month and some change that he was out, nobody played him. Yeah, like it was, it was bad. It was yeah. bad times for Zenyatta. Those were the dark days. The dark Zenyatta days. Now, now we're in the lighter days of Zenyatta. Yeah, that's like that's why you gotta respect Bond, man. He still plays Zenyatta in the dark times. The way people yell at people for playing like Bastion and Widow now, 
people were yelling at him for, for playing Zenyatta. Zenyatta. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it, there were there were definitely dark times for Zenyatta. But so yeah, just because they 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 will make these changes without actually having a very good reason. So that's why if something shows up in the PTR, because remember, it only shows up in the PTR after internal testing. Yep. Okay. I mean, they're going to internal test it before it hits public, so mm -hmm. they don't want to waste the public's time. Yep. So, uh, and actually, that's out. When we get done with all this, I want to bring up a point <laughs> why I think things kind of end up the way they do. But moving on, let's talk about Torbjorn. This was a good change. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. So, this felt so good to play Torbjorn. Yes. So Torbjorn, uh, his changes are scrap is automatically generated over time. Fallen scrap is decreased by forty percent. I mean, you know, it, it's uh, the the amount of scrap you get, you know, per fallen piece is forty percent less. His hammer swings twenty five percent faster. Yes, just, which is I'm um, freaking awesome. Yeah, so you can build turrets that, much faster. Yeah, I was competing and healing and damaging. Like, so I was unless you're a Pharah or like Pharah was able to do it, but like I was like compete. Someone was shooting my uh. Uh, turret from far away or something and I was just whacking it and it was just like staying at the same amount of health the entire time while it was still fighting it was really weird like you're really going to have to use explosives to, to kill that sucker if the Torbjorn's literally sitting there wailing if on he's it. With it yeah if he's with it yeah. it's going to be a problem you got to do yeah. that or separate it from like if you have if you're like a Zarya yeah yeah you can separate you can separate the uh, you can separate from him. but I, I think if there's a Torbjorn on a turret like for example, like with Reaper on live right now, I can run up to a turret. The turret can turn and start firing at me, and I can fire the turret down while the Torbjorn is healing it and still kill yeah. the turret and stay alive. Yeah, but he he shouldn't be healing the turret if a Reaper's coming up. He should be shooting you at your face. He should be, but not everybody does that. <laughs> that and that's that's what Torbjorns need to learn to do because your gun does damage. Yes, it does. Your gun does a lot of damage. Don't underestimate it. If people are running up to you next to your turret, good for you. That should be a free kill for you unless they have an escape tool. Right. Like Reaper. <laughs> yeah. If Reaper's running up to your turret, guns ablazing, please shoot him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I did play Torbjorn and I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Torbjorn can go offensive right now, but he is actually more viable on offense because you can move the turret around easily. You can rebuild it real, uh, pretty quickly. I'm not saying, you know, you, you want to put it out in the open where people can see it, but you know, if you could put it behind your group so that, you know, it can, you know, basically you won't have to worry about flankers. And the fact that he, uh, he's all always generating armor. Yes. Dude, like I you don't... pass out armor that helps your team live longer, you know? Yeah, like that armor generation, like I'm not kidding, like every step you take or every sec every like it was generating fast. I almost want to say almost too fast. But yeah. I'm not because I want him to put it in it it just felt really good to play Torbjorn again. And it hasn't felt good to play Torbjorn in a long time. A long time. Yeah. And his arm, it's like, a long it, time coming. Yeah, and on defense, because we talked about before that defense should really be focusing on staying alive, like survivability. The enemy team is not going to take the point of the objective if you are alive. So now Torbjorn makes that very, very possible. And if your right. turret gets destroyed, he can rebuild it pretty quickly. Even though with this change, I do think 
they need to have a cooldown time on Torb's if it, if his turret gets destroyed. Yeah, because you can just rebuild it instantly after it gets destroyed. Yep. If he has the cooldown up from uh, building it the first time. Yeah. Which he normally will. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of annoying. That's the only thing I think they need to change. Other than that, wow, thumbs up on the Torbjorn changes. Um, yeah, good job. Now, let's look Widowmaker. They made some changes to her late last week. Her Venom Mine, like if she shoots a Venom Mine and somebody shoots that, it no longer hurts her. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why they just, they think that was what she well, needed. They decided to make it canon that she eats her own poison to be immune to it now. Apparently, that's the canon. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking. Oh, okay. Canon. I was gonna say. Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know, man. There's, there's. I, I mean, fuck. Who knows? <laughs> I don't. How often does that happen? Please, someone. Like, how often does Widow? Do you shoot the thing in Widow's face? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like but that. That's a change that they made. All right, but whatever. somebody was complaining on about about it in the forums. I didn't even read the thread. I'm like, are you serious? I just passed it right by. Yeah, so but somebody was complaining about it. Uh, the other change that was made is that Widow's Kiss charge rate inc- was increased by 20%, so she actually got a buff for her ult. It charges faster. Which I, I mean, yeah. I get that makes her more viable as a character if she could if she can see where characters are coming from and set up shots. Is this on top of the 25%? Yeah, so it's like a 25% nerf. So technically she only got a 5% nerf. Okay. So this okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so that's... I don't know if that's going to make Widow more viable or not. There's a lot of people trying on the PTR, but we'll see what happens in live. You know? Yeah. Uh, finally, this Farah with some... Weird. I, weird changes. Weird changes. I don't know what, like, why they decided to change her. Maybe because she has a low pick rate again. as a reaction to her having a low pick rate. But um, her splash damage was increased. Her minimum splash damage was increased to 25% of, uh, I guess, her rocket hits. Before, I mean, it was 12%. I'm not going to complain. If... So it was yeah. more than double. It was more than double. It was increased. So, hello, spammy Farah. Like, I, well, to me, this just makes it easier to blow up turrets. Like, and, I mean, yeah, splash damage will help me. Obviously, it's going to fucking kill things that are a bit faster to move. But, I don't know. I, I yeah, spammy Farah, but to me, I'm going to be using this as a destroy turret tool. Okay. Or destroy well, destroy things that might be out of my sight or something like that, but might be behind a wall. Right. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, I really didn't see any positive or negative difference when I used her. Um, well, the next, the, the second thing, I I I felt different. That shit, that fucked my aim up for a little bit. The rocket knockback, yeah. So the yeah. rocket, there would there used to be a minimum rocket knockback, of I guess seventy five percent when you got when somebody got hit with a rocket. Now it's zero. So I, I guess it's gonna stop people from getting knocked off of shit all the time when Barry's attacking them. Yeah, lame. <laughs> like I I used to. Well, it also would help me like guide my aim. Because if, if it would, like, push them, I could kind of tell where they were going to go. Right, So then I could yes. shoot my second one. So now it's kind of like I lost that ability to manipulate it. So now it took, it took me a little bit to get used to that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... I yeah, it's just going to take some time to get used to it. I don't know if that's a, neg- a big negative, to be honest with you. It's not a huge negative. It's just a change of play now. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's fair. Now let's talk about Mercy. You were very excited about what they did to Mercy. Okay, Mercy got a... Like, why did they do this, first off? She didn't need this at all. But health regen kicks in after one second instead of three. Literally, it's like, get shot, high, like, walk away for like... Just walk away. They don't even have to... They can still be shooting at you and miss. Like, if they're missing, great, you're healing. Like, it was... It was... It was... It's a little much, honestly. Yeah, her health like, regen... Re- did you say that her health regen kicks in after one second instead of three? Yeah. I, I, I didn't hear it. I thought she was just so excited talking about it that she missed that. Oh, no, I mentioned... I, I I believe I mentioned it. But yeah, yeah her, health, her health regen kicks in after one second instead of three. So now it's just like... Uh, it's it's a it, to me it's much it's too much because like this is I was somebody just who like, plays mercy a lot well because like you can just get shot and then fly away and then like in a second it's like oh i'm healing my shit back up tra la la like one second in the sky and you're just healing again and it's i don't know like it's it's weird it, it gives you more survivability which i guess they want in mercy because she's dying a lot because her team doesn't protect her but I don't know. I don't know how I don't know how to feel about it. Like I'm excited about it, but at the same time I'm like, this might be too much. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. because uh, there's a lot of I think they're trying this is also one of those low pick rate issues that a lot of people aren't playing Mercy. But I think it, it, with people not playing Mercy is not just because of uh, her not being picked in competitive, but because I mean, out of all the support, she's probably the least offensive, you know? Yeah, yeah, she's the least offensive. I mean, don't don't ever underestimate a mercy with her pistol. But <laughs> yeah, typically she isn't going to cl- be clearing a room out or anything like that. Right. So. Exactly. However, <laughs> I'm a. T- I, I mean, I'm. I already said I'm not the greatest healer, but when I would be healing somebody and then they were 100 percent done, I would definitely pull my pistol out and just start shooting like into a crowd and get some kills that way. <sighs> but that's why john doesn't play mercy (laughs) because that's why he plays lucio so he can passively heal without having to know about it and still kill people yep that's that's the goal so (laughs) but yeah that's what's going on in the ptr right now the ptr looks like it's going to be up for a while um so i'm sure within the next few weeks we're going to have another ptr report uh, I'm I'm fully expecting Sombra to hop onto the PTR either a week or two before she goes live. Probably a week. I think a week. Probably before a she week. Goes How live. long was Anna? A week. I a week then. I think a week before we go, she goes live because people are already gonna be like foaming at the mouth when they see that she's on the PTR. So yeah, they don't want to. Pretty much any new hero isn't gonna have a long lifespan on PTR because they because then a lot of people are going to leave the main game yeah. just to get their hands on her. Yes. And uh, actually, they, I, I predicted that Sombra would go onto the PTR as soon as the Halloween event was done. I think that's changing because of some information that came out about Season 3 competitive changes. So with Season 3, first of all, uh, the off season is now only one week instead of two weeks. Which I guess a lot of people complained about having an off season for two weeks. I'm just kind of like, why? Like, I mean, the off season. I think the off season for two weeks is a good idea. 
Mainly because now with the offseason for two weeks, you can introduce a new map, introduce a new character, and have two weeks to play and check it out. Or not just you, but the whole community can check it out for two weeks instead of having a week where you get this new stuff and then you're instantly back in the competitive where people don't know how to use these characters properly or don't know how to traverse these maps. Yeah, but people like almost lost their shit because it took so long for they they because they lost that competitive time. It's two weeks, and then it was on I, in the PTR. I'm not. Com- hey, this you know how I am about competitive. This <laughs> isn't me. It's not me that's making the the two week complaint. It's it's the it's everyone on the forums that was like, I can't. I need my fix. I need that competitive fix. <laughs> okay, I feel you. I feel you. Okay. okay, so that's that's the big one. So now my prediction about Sombra I think is going to be wrong because before it would have worked out perfectly. Sombra goes on the PTR November 1st. Two weeks after that, she goes live. Two weeks after that, new competitive season. I don't think that's happening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I do think Sombra is going to go live sometime after BlizzCon and before the new season. I, I just don't know when. Put- it's gotta be during. I bet you it's like BlizzCon. Sombra's on the PTR right now, and then a week after that, she's live. I think that'd be a mistake because they should not be. And even though they did it last time with Anna, they should not be introducing new characters during a, a competitive season. But then, what would they have big to announce at Overwatch for for BlizzCon? Well, they can still announce Sombra that you can get two weeks from now. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Wow, you really want them to troll the Sombra crowd yeah. even more than they are Yo, I was tired of the Sombra ARG back in, like, July, you know? <laughs> and, and they just kept doing it, and people were digging into it, and I'm sorry. And if you're one of those people that who were super into Sombra, you were really down because she didn't get released the other week, I'm sorry, man. Or, 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 or lady. Like, it's, it's just, it's just funny to me, like, it's one new character. She's not going to change your life. Trust me. She's not. She's probably going to be more frustrating than anything. She seems like one of those characters. But we're not going to talk about Sombra. This is not Sombra Watch. I'm hey. talking about these PTR changes for Season 3, which you can check out right now. Actually, it's your only option because Quick Play is gone, like we mentioned. So, uh... They... <laughs> this forum post... By uh, <laughs> actually, who made this post? I want to get his name right because uh, it's not Scott Mercer; it's Jeff, not not Jeff Kaplan, the other Jeff. Not Jeff Kaplan, the other Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. Uh, uh I think no, it, sorry, no, it, it was Scott, Scott Mercer. Mercer. Sorry, it was Scott Mercer. Okay. They made a post on the forums that basically confirmed things that we've been saying for you know, since the competitive season began. This is a win for all of us. Watchpoint radio listeners. This is, oh, we got to come up with a group name or something like that. This is a win for all of us. Like, I, I felt so vindicated <laughs> when I read this forum post. Like, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're listening or something. Exactly. So basically, uh, they confirmed that placement matches are broken. Remember, I always said that this is a sensitive system because placement matches have to work perfectly. And SR loss and SR gain also have to work perfectly in order for competitive mode to actually work well. You know? Uh, 
And they basically confirmed that, yes, placement matches, one, are not working properly. Uh, they confirmed that the current placement system filtered most players into gold and the platinum, like I said. Most play it was like it was almost every, it was like everybody was funneled into gold or platinum. And here's what they said. I oh go ahead. Go ahead. I I mean I've I agree with you. I've been agreeing with you on this because like I didn't think I should have been placed in platinum. Right. Right, yeah. Like so this is what he said. Uh we tried to partially reset player SR at the start of season two, but the results were not as we expected. Instead, below average players started season two at a higher SR than they should have been given their performance in season one. That's 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 what happened because they didn't use the, you know they so that's why you know you you placed platinum. Actually, I remember I placed gold, but that's because I played by myself. You know when I really yeah you have. you didn't follow my you didn't follow the three rule. Yeah, I didn't follow my own advice. <laughs> I just I just wanted to get it done. But then what happened? I played with Bond. Bam, he gets platinum. You get platinum. You know. With the group setting, I, because it, it just made it a little bit worse because with the group setting and them funneling everybody into gold and into platinum, you know, having that group gave you a much larger advantage than it should have. I agree. And placement Completely matches, agree. it gave you a much larger advantage than it should have. You know. Yep. But yeah, they confirmed what you know. I'm pretty sure I said in the solo cast like they're funneling everybody. It's like they're. It basically, because um, he said that the the way they placed people uh, was not working out properly, and I strongly believe that they were placing, they were starting people at twenty five hundred, and based on their performance, they were either pushing them up or pushing them down. That's what was yeah. happening. Yeah, you know, so you had tons of people who were in gold that shouldn't have been in gold. He said. You said there were way more players in gold and platinum than there were in bronze and silver. No, that should not be the case in competitive mode. Every tier you go higher should be less players. Yep. Should not be like a middle. The middle row should not have the most players. There should be the most in like bronze and so forth and so until it's less and less like you just said. Yep. But that that did not happen. And it also explains, you know why I would see so many diamond players, like people with diamond logos on their on their character on their player, but then when you go to check them out, they're like twenty four hundred. Cause they placed in diamond, they placed three thousand, thirty one hundred, and then just fell all the way down. Yep. You know? Yeah, I saw it happen. Yeah. Well, that, for, that it was it was the... very common. That told that tells you that told us that the placement match, the placement system was broken. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they're. I mean, they've admitted it. I mean, I, there's nothing to say, but they, they're, they've, they realize they screwed up. Yeah. Thank you for admitting that. <laughs> Thanks for actually coming out and saying you're trying to address it because that's an issue. And now that was the the placement match system, right? That was one of the things I couldn't prove that because even when I did my when I was talking about my group data, right? My uh my group data from the other week or two weeks ago at this point, I said, let's assume placement matches are working 100% properly. Let's assume that, you know, skill rank going up and down is working 100% properly. The group, you know, the, the, uh, the matchmaking system with groups is still broken. So you have matchmaking with groups still broken on top of placement matches being broken. 
which is what's adding to, which is what's causing, it's causing so much pain in this competitive season. You got I two, mean, young, two broken systems and a system that needs to work perfectly. At least two broken systems. Cause we're going to talk about SR next. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the hits and the hits just keep on coming. John's got the trifecta tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he he got those receipts. Yeah, yeah. We, like, we're gonna talk about SR next, but yeah, like that, that's that's great. Like I, I I'm glad that they are fixing this this system that hopefully improve help improve everything else. So they're saying that the next season will be using your ending SR, not your top SR, your ending SR for this season. They're gonna take that lower it a little bit. And put and base you off of that in your placement matches. So in your placement matches, you actually should be playing people closer to your SR range. Now, while that's good, I gotta be honest with you, next season, that's not gonna be that great for people who are in lower SR ranks. If you are below 2,500, I think yeah. you're still gonna see some really shitty placement matches. Yeah, pretty much what this is going to do is it's not helping the bottom at all. This is to help put, to differentiate the middle more so than anything. This is going to help stop the bloat being the, be the gold platinum range and start dropping it down into that bronze silver category. Yeah, I, if they keep the system in place or maybe improve on it a little bit, we probably won't see any improvement on gold and below until the fourth season because right now when you from two from 2000 to 2500 there's still a whole lot of people there who should not be there you know yep you still have there's a yep, whole there lot is. of people who should not be there because remember there are people who dropped a thousand sr and landed in gold still yeah i don't see this getting cleaned like i don't expect people to actually to be where where they probably are supposed to be, honestly, until maybe season five. Okay, I'll give you that. Now I just thought of this. I know there's a um, there's a lot of our guys are in low gold or in silver. Um, on Xbox I have not placed yet. On PS4 I uh, have placed, and I'm like twenty five hundred something. Um. I will if you guys want. Hit me up. We can see if we get some groups together and see if we can help pull you guys out of silver <laughs> and out of gold. We gotta help our people, Mike. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not high enough level to even play competitive on console right now. That is true. So I have my own work to do. Yeah, like we we can see if we can help pull you guys out of those ranks. Out of, out, of, out of like the silver and the low golds into the platinums so that when the season, the second season rolls around, you have a better chance of getting placement matches with better players. Uh, because, or I should, I should say, I shouldn't say better players in general, but with uh, uh, more level players. Because even, you know, in gold, somebody could be 2,200 and 2,300. And there's a big difference in skill level between that and gold. And it shouldn't be the case. But it is. So that's why it's going to take a long time to clean up. We could try to get you as high up as possible uh, and competitive. 
at this point, I honestly don't give, I don't care about my uh, SR. I actually kind of across the board, <laughs> to, to be honest with you, across the board. So even on PC, I'm not opposed to, to playing with guys who are, uh, as long as as long as we are in the same SR range, I don't, I don't um, necessarily mind it because I mean, if you're below, if you're a thousand SR below me, then we can't, we just can't play together, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely don't uh, mind helping you guys out to see if we can pull you up higher, so that when we do your play, so when you do your place matches next season, you have a better chance of, you know, not playing with, not playing with a Torbjorn and a Symmetra at the same time. <laughs> mm, that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. No. So, uh. He also said that uh, this change means that some players will not start in the same tier for Season 3, obviously, that they were placed in Season 2, and that your SR gains from winning will be a little higher at the beginning of the season, and after you play enough matches, your SR gains and losses will go back to normal. So, you know, that, that that's pretty much expected. But I have some questions for him about my console stuff, because my, my uh, PC SR gains and losses not that bit not they're not that different you know at this point i get 23 i get 23 points i lose 23 points i get 26 points i lose 26 points um however my console uh <laughs> sr gains and losses are a different story and i'm, I'm gonna get into that next with the matchmaking and sr changes because this is based off of another forum post now this is current this stuff we're about to get into now this is current this is not uh ptr this is not in the future this is what they're saying is happening right now. All right. So Scott Mercer, uh, which is a, another principal designer, he addressed a forum post with somebody who was asking what the deal is what, with MMR and gave some examples of some, some fucked up things that happened in matchmaking for him, which I, I, even when I read the post, I was like, wow, that's kind of an anomaly. And I think the guy, he basically had an anomaly. Essentially, he had a game uh, a few games where two three-player teams were put together while he was put together with six randoms. Ugh. That's not supposed to happen. You know? No. Uh, according to Scott Mercer, the matchmaker is they try to place groups of the same size on the opposite sides of each other and then fill the gaps. We see that all the time. I think that's pretty common knowledge. Yeah. That that's how it works. Uh, at that point, the matchmaker then determines your chance of winning and that weighs heavily on your SR. And that's what I want to talk about. He says that the matchmaking uh, is not based strictly on your MMR. He says the matchmaking is not based on your MMR, or is not strictly based on your MMR. And also your chances of winning uh, are also not based strictly on MMR. Like it doesn't average everybody's MMRs or in competitive, you could say uh, they're... Um, skill rank it doesn't average everybody's skill rank say okay well these guys have more advantage than these guys and that's it he's saying that that does not happen but somehow the matchmaker is trying to determine how you know your chance of winning and if you have a low chance he says most matches are at 50 percent. it's 50 50 but if you do have a lower chance of winning it's going to lower how much sr you lose if you lose and how it's going to you know increase how much sr you gain if you win my question to that is, how exactly can the matchmaker predict your chances of winning before the game starts, before you've picked your characters? They're so 
I mean, there's so yeah. there's so many factors that go into it. How long? Yeah, how, I don't. Go ahead. I, go ahead. No, I I when I read that, I was like, how do you predict chances of winning when you don't even know what are you doing it by? SR versus SR? Are you doing it by like how long it's been since they played? Like, there's so many different factors. Like, how do you like? It's like you're asking like, how the hell do you even do that? Yeah, like the effect effectively. Yes, that's like the you key. know, because like it's just a couple factors. Like, I think of how long the, the group that's playing with each other. How long have they been playing together? How many games yeah. have they won together? How many games have they lost together? What's their group's energy like? The skill level of players with various characters. How long have they been playing that day? Um, how, has it been a long time since they've logged in? Yeah. Things like that. You know, just et cetera, you, you et cetera. There's keep... so many things you can compound upon compound upon that it's endless. And then almost. that's just on one side of the field. You have to compare that versus the other team. How do you do that? I... <laughs> Good question. Ask ask Scott Mercer. I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I have no earthly idea how you would begin to compute that. Well, part of the problem, I, I think that's part of the problem, that there's no good way to do that. <laughs> like there's, there, there's so many factors. It's not like, oh, it, the, if this was Counter-Strike or Call of Duty, I, I, would, I would imagine so much easier, right? Right. To do that. However, it's not your your effectiveness relies so heavily on your team. You could be one of the best mercies, one of the best zenyatas in the world, but if you don't have somebody doing their job right, and you know somebody keeps getting the backline and killing you, what the fuck are you gonna do about that? Even though you're you're the best at this character, he says that how you play your character does factor in. It's a minor factor. So, and I can kind of. With the data I've been taking, you know, jaw science. So, you know, with the data I've been taking, I can kind of see that because when I'm looking at really good performances with a character versus average performances and bad performances, um, th- we're actually talking somewhere between 1 to 10 SR. I see a difference based off of the data that I have. You know, at this point, I'm trying to figure out what's the golden numbers for each character. You know, but right. you know, yeah, it's uh, so I, I can understand that. Okay, he's like it's a minor change, but the big or, or minor factor, the big factor is how you're expected to win. And I think maybe that's why a lot of SR seem like the SR gains and losses seem unfair. You know, like I, yeah, like how it's just like gaining is just like a little bit it feels like and then like all of a sudden one loss and you're just like right back where you started right and then here's the flip yeah. side of this so uh, i'm gonna talk about my ps3 i'm uh, no, sorry on ps3 my ps4 um example when i first placed right so i first i did my 10 placement matches i went seven two and one that's another one i also played by myself bad idea folks i did it twice in one season twice in one season, I, I did play some matches all on my own. Um, so I do that. I place like, like, like I don't know what was it, like twenty one hundred or something like that. My first game, straight out of placement matches. You would imagine that this means I will be placing a game that's pretty, you know, pretty at least even. Uh, from a win-loss perspective. Like, you know, it, it, close to that 50% that he's talking about, I lose that game. Lose 43 SR right off the bat. Bam. Ugh. 
I win the very next game. I will get 50 FSR off the bat. Win the next game, 55 SR. Win the next game, 55 SR. Now I'm on, on a winning streak. I went on like a nine-game winning streak, which is how I got above 2,500. And I was getting like 80 points per win after my fifth win, I think. Mm-hmm. And we lose one. First one I've lost in nine games. I lost 43 points. <laughs> you know? Weird. It's, it's saying He's saying that the more you play, the, the less difference you're going to see in your SR. But I think 43 points is a lot of fucking SR to lose. Well, that's almost a whole win, so... Yeah. And, I mean, well, it, for, for at least your starter win. Yes, exactly. But the normal SR gain and loss for most players is somewhere in the 20s. Yeah, so 43 losing is... 43 double what normal yeah, but people 43 see losing is a lot 50 winning is a lot especially because i wasn't on a streak that was my first win after placements yeah i that's our system still seems a little funked yeah like i i i just i can't wrap my head around it so i don't i don't know what to really think like it just seems so random sometimes. so is the problem i guess the question is and maybe something else i can add to my research is the problem with matchmaking or is the problem with this predictive this prediction system? Because according, like you know, based off of losing forty three SR and then immediately winning fifty SR, you know, based off of that those facts, right? That means the system thought that I was really supposed to win that first game and I was really supposed to lose that second game. What does that say about the matchmaking? Uh, and it wasn't like I was playing at three o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah. Man, I don't know. That's you're getting you're getting in deep. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting you're. That's this is what happens this... when we start writing down numbers, folks. <laughs> no, but yeah, My tiny little brain can't handle it. Yeah, like it's it's it's. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what I was saying. Like the SR system still needs work too, or maybe maybe it's not. Well, it's, it's a part of the SR system, but now we're kind of getting down to the meat of it. Is it the matchmaking itself? Because it could be matching me up with players that are, you know, at least close to where I'm supposed to be, or at least close to where my team is supposed to be. Because I got to be honest, we I, we I was able to get that nine game winning streak because I should not have placed down that low. If I would have at least played with one other person, I probably would have placed a lot higher. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's we all. I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone can figure out. Playing by yourself versus playing with a group, you're gonna place lower than what you're really what you really should have. Yeah, and the the, the console dynamics a little different when playing with groups, and this is why, because you know how we have the three, you know, we have the three and the six that we're gonna say for PC, right? Right. On console, you really need a six because if you play a two, a three, a four, or a five, there's a chance that because on console you can set it so that the that your party chat automatically pulls you into team chat when the game starts but most people don't do that so if you have three and three on console more more than likely those two teams will not be communicating with each other that's why you need like a six on console yeah i could see that but that's really hard to pull off on console just getting six people period it it did take a long time it did take a long time to do like i i I gotta admit that because at least with it with on pc 
on PC, you could just like, okay, well, we want six, but we got three. We'll play one, and we'll come out, and we'll see if we can get somebody else. That's how you do it on PC. On console, it's it's like, why, don't even bother. <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's just let's just wait, and it'll be better that way. But yeah, I mean, the SR system still needs work. We're getting down to the meat of it. We're gonna crack this case, folks. We're gonna crack this case. We already got them on the placement matches. They're already they're already working on that, you know. So now we gotta get them on the group system. We what we really need to do is re-implement that 500 SR lock. Would, yeah, but then you can't play with a lot of people. That is true. That's the only thing I, I can't play it's, with a lot of. It's a give and take. It's a give and take. Well, the, even like, but here's the deal. Even for the people. Because we talked about it before, even with the people who are on lower ranks, it works out better for them because it is better for them to play with people closer to their SR. Yeah, I mean, it's, you're not wrong. I'm just saying you just you're going to limit the amount of people that you can actually join up with. Right, I won't be able to help so many people. So, but then again, that might be for a good thing because they might end up where they're supposed to be. Yeah, instead of where they're not supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, but then you might get that one friend that's like in your group. And then all your other friends are like in that 500 lock, but he's just like right outside of it for some stupid reason, well, that, and then you can't play yeah, with you him. You just gotta coach him at that point, or you gotta, or you gotta yeah. smurf for him. <laughs> smurf. We, are, I do not condone smurfing ever, no. <laughs> ever. I will never, ever, ever condone that. I refuse. You wouldn't smurf for your homie? No, I refuse. Hey, Mike's got. I could morals. not do that. Mike's got morals. I will not know. <laughs> I I do not condone smurfing in this in this in these halls. Hey, I, I I cannot argue with you. But if you were a close enough friend to me, I, I I'd probably do it. To be honest with you, <laughs> friendship is forever. I mean, friendship is forever. But I I I can't do that. I've seen I've seen so many horrible things happen with smurfing in other games that I just can't do it. Just can't. Yeah. Okay. I mean. I got you. Let's move on to our next point. Obviously, we're running a bit over because um, we didn't expect for the uh, we didn't. Well, you know, it's me and Mike here. If Bond was here, it'd be worse. We didn't expect to talk for that long <laughs> on the. Uh... Look, PTR was important. Yeah. That shit's scary. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, let's talk about another. Uh, the, the next topic we want to talk about is console players feeling ignored. There was a post on the Blizzard forums. Ironically, this post was two weeks ago. I flagged it two weeks ago for us to talk about, but stuff has been coming up that's been pushing it off to the side. So sorry, folks, um, for for pushing it off because it's just ironic that I pushed off a con- and then the console <laughs> players feel ignored post for some other stuff that came up. I'm not ignoring console players. You're man. feeling you're feeling ignored. Let's let's push that topic of you feeling ignored back two weeks. Just. Just two weeks, guys. Yeah. Okay. So, so Jeff Kaplan <laughs> responds to this post because his player he he posted you know console players like no he and he noted some very specific stuff. He's saying Nerf and Torb was a good idea before the com- before competitive mode. Now it needs to be reverted, which I agree with. I agree that the Torb you Nerf needs to be reverted. I mean, the only thing is that it, you know in quick play, actually no, because in quick play people still stack five Torb. Yeah. What we really need is just an unranked ranked mode. Yes. Insert Mikey's bitch about that for the for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, done. That was my one. Yeah. So like you know that's <laughs> you know people still stack five Torb. So yes, Torb's nerf needs to be uh it needs to be reverted. 
but Blizzard isn't doing anything about it. So he says Symmetra should have never been nerfed. We all agree with that. No shit. Everybody agrees with that. <laughs> right? Like, why was she nerfed? Like, when I first read that she was being nerfed, I'm like, what happened? <laughs> why did they do that? He says that Widow shouldn't have been nerfed on console, which I kind of agree because she was not a headshot machine on console. Nah, she's she's fine where she's at on console. That's why they said they were gonna patch for different machines and for different platforms. And, and like they did it like what once? Yeah, like once. And I think they realized they really should have stuck with it. Yeah, I think they realized like oh, we should just put in the effort. It's actually worth it. Yeah, and now console. He said console needs more communication options. Yes, they do. Like we, con- Jesus Christ. Yes. Oh yeah. First of all, first of all, on PS4. One thing I don't understand, well, for PS4 and Xbox One come with headsets. Everybody should be on the goddamn microphone, okay? The only pass I give PS4 people is that if you have the, 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 the headset that came with it, it really, it's a, it's a shitty headset. Well, it's just a little earbud. Yes, with like a th- like a little like I don't even know where the mic is on it. Like I I, I don't know how people use the PS4 it. PS4 headset but... uh, like headset is a piece of shit. At least the the Xbox one, I used that for a long time. Well, I didn't really play Xbox all that much, but when I did play Xbox, like for Halo and uh, with the Master Chief Collection and Halo Five with my friends, I used the regular headset and it was fine. Now that I'm playing Overwatch with it, I got myself a nice headset. Yeah, how how much are you using it though? Uh, I've used it. That, I've probably used it for a total of uh, I don't know, maybe about ten hours so far since I got it two oh, okay. weeks ago. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Fair. I, I was just wondering how useful it was being to you with all the quiet around you. <laughs> it's very nice. It's a very nice headset. Thank you. <laughs> but um, yeah. So console needs more communication options. Like you should be able to point at something and be like, attack this, target this, help me here. It needs more. They need more options. And Blizzard's not doing anything about it. And well, they honestly, the problem I see with that though is you can give them more options. But that layout to like you want you want me to move, shoot, and like do these like emote things or whatever like that, it's still a little Well yeah, that's why they, they have designers that take care of stuff like that. They need to work on it. That's something that needs to be worked on. Yeah. So and then he also said Blizzard needs a console section in the forum so that console users don't get drowned out. Because right now console users do get drowned out. Or if you post something about console, you get flamed for it. I posted something about console and I was getting flamed for it. They're saying, you need to buy a PC, you need to buy a PC. And I linked my Master Overwatch account. I'm like, dude, this is me on PC. But I also play on console. And they're like, that's not you. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, like, because I'm going to fake that, you know? So you, yeah. they need they need a console section so that people, they can voice their opinions and that their opinions can be heard because right now they do get drowned out. Oh, 100% they get drowned or, out. And they get downvoted to hell. Yeah, or what <laughs> like, happens is sure. when they post, they don't necessarily post that it's about PS4 or that it's about Xbox. And they'll post, they'll say something like, this needs to change. And because it's fine on PC, everybody's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Get the fuck out of here. You know? They download them, like you said. So yeah. it really, really, they, they do need a separate forms. And I think Jeff Kaplan's response, while it was sincere, I think it shows that Blizzard doesn't fully understand the problem. So, I mean, the first thing Jeff Kaplan did was that he um, he basically addressed the specific concerns about the nerfs and the buffs, right? But it was all from a PC perspective. 
And he was like, yeah, we're looking at Symmetra, we're looking at Torb. The Torb changes are on the PTR right now. This is not going to help Torb on console. It's going to make him more of a support character, handing out fucking uh, um, armor. Armor. But that's it. Yeah. And we haven't seen what they're going to do with Symmetra, but it looks like they're going to do it across the board. They need to look at what's happening on console and, you know, uh, actually address it. When when I first started playing console uh, Overwatch, I thought Widowmaker was actually pretty decent on console. And then they nerfed her. And now she's much worse on console than she is on PC. Well, yeah. that I think that just comes with the inherent design of console versus PC. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a sniper, I feel like, is always going to be more effective on PC than console. Well, yes, uh, she was. But then on PC, she was a bit too much. And on console, she was fine, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, and that goes back to our point where, like, it's worth the effort on patching these games separately uh, based on platform. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, he says that they don't want to split the community so they didn't, they're didn't. they not going to create a console for him. Like, they said they talked about it, but they didn't want to split the community. But I'm sorry, the community is different. Yep. I can even tell you yeah, that I mean, from dealing with people in competitive on PS4 because I haven't done Xbox yet, so on PS4 on PC, dude, they were hardcore. So many of the people that I've dealt with on PS4 and competitive, even at lower levels, super hardcore versus what I'm seeing on PC. Hmm. Really? Interesting. It is. like That, that kind of blows my mind a little bit. It, it tells me two things. One, the console community may be thinning out because the, what I saw is what happens when the 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 casual player goes away, you know I've, I saw it. In, oh, I get I what you're saying. Counter Strike. I saw it in Unreal Tournament. I saw it in Battlefield. I saw it in Call of Duty. I get what you're and, saying. So you're seeing them were hardcore because that's all that's left. Yes, and that tells that that's why I'm a little concerned because it's like, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure the Halloween event brought people back in. Like actually, my buddy uh, Waldy seventy seven on PS4, he. You know, was playing Junkenstein the other day because of the Halloween event and getting some fucking, you know, loot boxes and shit, you know, being all festive. And uh, so I'm pretty sure that has brought some players back. But they need to do more to bring casual players back. One is making that separate queue. You know? Making that separate queue. Yeah, that would... I mean, yeah, I've... I've said my piece so many times on that queue. And how badly it's needed. Right. Like, I I just... I don't get it. Yeah. Just, I just don't you get know, it. But anyways... One day, if we ever get Jeff Cap on the show, that's the first question I'm going to let you ask. <laughs> where's my unranked rank? Yeah, where's my unranked rank mode? <laughs> <laughs> unranked competitive. That's the official word we're using, folks. We got to be uniform in this if we're going to get it done. Okay. Unranked competitive. Unranked competitive mode. All right, all right. Or we could call it, lo- or we could call it locked mode. No, no, well, a locked mode, I guess. Or it's, you could call it single pick, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I think unranked competitive because everybody knows what competitive mode is and what that means. So it was just a- yeah, I just wanted my name in it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they have a statue of you every time you click on it. Is that what you want? That's real. Like, huh? Yeah. Thank, thank, thank me for this mode. No, I'm yeah. kidding. 
Um, but nah, yeah, unranked competitive mode. That's all. I mean, that would bring a lot of people back because then they don't have to deal with. Not only that, on console it would help a lot because you don't have to deal with five bastions. Yes, exactly. I think that would really that would really help. That we really need to push for this. Um, actually, beyond the in the in the forums, and I'm, uh, I know a lot of our PC listeners they do visit the forums and they uh they engage with users because they'll send me emails like, yeah, I saw that 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 forum post you were talking about too. Uh, but I think our console users need to engage in the forums. You'll see that there's a lot of people talking about wanting like a single pick or unranked competitive mode, and we we just yeah. gotta keep pushing, keep pushing for it. Show that Blizzard that this is what we really uh, want. Uh, Jeff Kaplan also brought up the changes to the controller. You know, which I know those were aimed at console. He's but that's him saying like, look, we are looking at console, and I'm like, Jeff, dude, you kind of missed the point. Like you, like yo. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I'm not gonna say what I just saw in my head, but I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. He he. It's like, hey, I did this thing. Isn't this thing awesome? It's like, yeah, that's great. That wasn't really what we were looking for. Yes, exactly, because <laughs> nobody was complaining about it. I actually enjoyed the uh, the the controls before. Don't get me wrong, I really like the dual zone now you know yeah i mean the, i mean it's nice yeah but that i mean i got to try it out and it it, it did it was it's nice. not bringing symmetra um, back <laughs> please can we not i'm 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 almost ready to have ptsd over what they're probably about to do to symmetra i don't even know what they're going to do to symmetra yeah. i'm scared this is like mike's biggest fear right now he wakes up in cold sweats at night like you don't understand i've spent 30 hours on her don't do this to me <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, what do you guys think? Like, are, do you feel ignored as console players? Do you have concerns? Do you need John to go talk to Jeff Kaplan? Uh, you know, <laughs> let us know uh, what you think about that because I'd be curious to hear if, if other uh, people who play console more than I do have that same feeling. So I'd like to know about that. Um, we did have one more topic, which we, we want to talk about the problem with hybrid maps, but we, I think we're going to push that to next week. I think we're gonna save that one. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna push up the next week because you know we're already we're way over time. Um, I we, I know some of you like long podcasts, but a lot of people don't. <laughs> uh, but there was just a lot to go over and a lot to say this week. I did want to touch on two emails that we got. Um, nothing long, but we did get a reply from Jared, who I'm just gonna call him by his you know by his internet name now, the Syrinx twenty one twelve. Uh, he replied back, oh, where is it? Here we go. Um, he says, I appreciate the continued discussion of Zen Alt Fire. I really like the shotgun idea, but I doubt Blizzard will be changing this for a while. We agree. Um, yeah. Also, thanks for trying to pronounce my name, the Syrinx2112, correctly. You got it right. I guess you're not big Rush fans, but the name is from their iconic 2112 song. Is that, yeah, I'm saying it right, 2112. Anyway, if you guys are on Xbox, I love to team up sometimes, so add me if you get a chance, which I think I already have. Uh, thanks for the fantastic podcast. I look forward to listening every week. Thank you for listening. Like we, we really, and thanks for all, for writing in. We really enjoy hearing from you guys, whether it's via email or when you guys reach out to me via Twitter or, or any of us via Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Thanks a lot. For yeah, that. like it, it really helps. Like just, it makes it all worth it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So just thanks to everybody yeah. that sh- that shoots us a message. Yeah. 
And we got a, a, an email from I am Matt AF. I uh, just wanted to say, keep up the good work. I listen to WPR whilst I'm working and working or while I'm driving. John Emery have a way to keep the audience engaged and entertained. And I've given you guys a top-notch review. I did see that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And would definitely recommend to anyone who loves Overwatch. So may I say again, keep it up, guys. P.S. I look forward to playing some Overwatch with you all. Thanks a lot. Uh, I know, Matt, we were supposed to hook up this weekend. It just didn't happen. Um, actually, that was one of the reasons me and Mike played on Sunday. I uh, was to try to uh, hook up with you that day, but that didn't happen. So, uh, yeah, we're definitely going to try again. Definitely going to try again. Oh, yeah. Again. Definitely try again. Yeah. So, and then hopefully with the, you know, with the community sessions and stuff like that that we're hoping to do, maybe some of you guys could play together as opposed to playing alone. And we can be a nice, big, happy Watchpoint Radio family, you know? <laughs> playing some Overwatch and stuff. Uh, but thanks for the emails, guys. Uh, really, really appreciate that. We appreciate you guys listening to the show. Uh, some closing stuff we want to go over. On Monday, October 31st, we will be streaming uh, loot, uh, loot box openings live. Uh, this time we're going to do it on Facebook. We did it on Twitch last time. We're going to do it on Facebook this time. So just keep an eye on our Facebook page. Uh, if you haven't... Well, I mean, some, I think some of you may not use Facebook. I think I'm pretty sure you can go to somebody's Facebook page and watch uh, the streams, even if you you don't use Facebook on pages specifically. You can do that, so that should be okay. If you end up having trouble, let me know, and then we just won't do that again. <laughs> uh, but I think it should be okay. So yeah, October 31st, loot box opening on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com/slash/mash-those-buttons. You can just like it, and you should get notified when we go live. Um, I also want to talk about Heroes of Overwatch as another Facebook thing. It's a group that I'm a part of on Facebook. Uh, actually, probably a bunch of you listeners are also part of that group since I post in there uh, for the, the podcast. But I want to give a shout out to that group because a lot of good guys in there and gals. And um, if you're not a part of that group and you're looking for people to play with for Overwatch, you might want to join that group and check it out. Uh, because you can find some really nice people to play with. So I will recommend that group called Heroes of Overwatch. If you have trouble finding it, just let me know. Somehow email Twitter, and I'll get you a link or an invite in, all right? Uh, also, I want to let everybody know that we are doing a post-BlizzCon show that's going to be out on November the 7th, and we're doing that with the WoW Talk crew. So. You're going to get double podcasts from us that week. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. You're going to get a Watchpoint <laughs> radio. You're going to get, you know, this BlizzCon stuff. So I'm imagining there's going to be enough to talk about. But I mean, shit, even if we talk about all the BlizzCon stuff on the BlizzCon podcast, you know we're going to have something to talk about on Watchpoint radio. So I wouldn't. Oh, we always have something to talk about Watchpoint radio. Yeah. Always. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about that stealing the show too much. But yeah, those things are going on. And uh, now I guess we can close out the show. Um, so, you know, as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We are available on multiple platforms for podcasts. We're on iTunes. Uh, we're on Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud. We have an RSS feed. If you use RFS Reader to get your podcasts, the links are available for each platform right on the Mashables Buttons website. We are on uh, Twitter.com slash MTB site, Facebook.com slash smash those buttons, and YouTube.com slash smash those buttons. 
Mike, why don't you tell them where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at K-E-Y underscore L-O-C-K-E underscore. All right, and I am underscore Ja underscore. So underscore J-A-A underscore. Feel free to reach out to us anytime. Um, like I said before, we, we really enjoy when you guys uh, talk to us. So hit us up on social media. You can reach us on Facebook or you can reach us on SoundCloud. You can um, email in to WPR at matchlessbuttons.com. There's a contact form on the website that you can uh, reach us on. You can comment on the website, you know, however you want to. I'm trying to keep a closer eye on all the places where uh, you guys can comment because I know I did miss that SoundCloud uh, comment for a week, so really sorry about that. But yeah, just please feel free to reach out to us with your comments, questions, concerns. Let us know what you think about these uh, possible changes coming from the PTR. Uh, what do you think about our victory? <laughs> over season three and the placement matches. <laughs> that's a victory for all of us, it's, folks. It's, oh, yeah, that's everybody. Every Everyone that listens to this podcast has a victory for everybody here. Mm-hmm. So let us know what you think and also about that console topic we talked about. Oh, yeah, also, I did say last week I was going to talk Reinhardt tips. We're going to push that to next week, too, of course. Uh, sorry about that, but we that I will make sure that is on the show, those two topics, all right? Um. If you enjoyed the podcast and you want to help us out, uh, the best way to do so is to share it with other people that you uh, think would enjoy the podcast. And if you really want to help us out, if you like us that much, uh, please, uh, you know, you can uh, rate and review us on your platform of choice. We really appreciate when you guys do that. Thanks a lot. Um, For those who do it on iTunes, uh, I see the ones from the United States pretty easily. Uh, I also can check ones from Canada. Sometimes, but other countries is a little bit difficult to, to check. So if you if you if you if you're from another country outside of Canada and the U.S. and have given us a review, soon I'll be able to see them all. But right now it's a little difficult. But thank you very much for doing that. All right. So um, also you're gonna want to stay tuned after the show to see what's coming up this week on the show on Mash Those Buttons, and you can go to mashthosebuttons.com/shows to see all of our podcasts and what's going on. All right, so like I said, thank you for listening. Sorry for the long podcast. That's like uh, something I say every week <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening. We will catch you guys next week, and we look forward to hearing from you. Keep your solid levels in check, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Here's what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons. On Monday, October 24th, Jorge and David transmit in orbit, talking about the Festival of the Lost, Heroic Wrath of the Machine, and the Trials of Osiris map, Burning Shrine. On Tuesday, October 25th, Nick and Katie continue their quest to educate you on Warcraft lore on the Torn and the Goblin. This week they're talking about Death Knight Quest, Nazgrim, and Stromguard, Headless Horseman, and the Collapse of Silverhand. On Wednesday, October 26th, Jarrett, Mikey, and Bond bring you the latest in Overwatch and its community on Watchpoint Radio. 
This week they're talking about big balance updates on the PTR, Blizzard finally addressing competitive matchmaking and skill rank, and how some console players are feeling ignored. On Friday, October 28th, Mike, Rob, and Luke bring you SITREP Radio, bringing you the latest in the division and the state of the game. To find more information on all of our shows, go to mashthosebuttons.com slash shows. And to see our full podcast schedule, visit mashthosebuttons.com slash schedule.